Oh, hey, welcome to my YouTube channel. It's Denise here, and I am going to be doing a Q&A video. That is right, people from YouTube and Twitter sent in their questions for me, so I'm going to go ahead and answer as many as I possibly can. So let's get right to it. Here we go. The first one is from a Twitter, and this one is from Ravenpoe3166, who says, what made you get into the media side of pro wrestling? Ooh, we're starting off with the big question. So, um, you know, I really didn't think that I was going to be doing wrestling media at all. I personally was thinking I was going to go in an entirely different direction, honestly. Uh, so I went to school for broadcast journalism and the original goal was to be a news anchor. I wanted to be an anchor and I also wanted to do like not just hard news, but I also wanted to do like morning show stuff where I do like, you know, talk about lifestyle and interview celebrities and all of these little different things like that. And I also wanted to be a reporter uh, and on the field in different parts of the world traveling and basically talking about what was happening in this world right now. So I realized that I didn't have a passion for it when I started doing local news here in Pasadena, California. I did local news and basically they would give me assignments, right? Or I would find assignments either way. There were times where they would send me out to things and I was so freaking bored, guys. They would send me to city hall meetings and and I would cover uh, like little events around the city about, you know, stuff that you see on the news. I don't know, like a new bike path was built, random things like that. And I personally found them so incredibly boring. And I thought to myself, oh, my God. I do not want to talk about this for the rest of my life. And I realized that what I wanted to do was entertainment. And so for years, before I started doing wrestling media, I was doing entertainment media. And by this, I was talking about movies and, you know, music, pop culture, anything pop culture related. Like that is my background, guys. I have years of experience interviewing celebrities and just being on the red carpet. Like that is my thing. Like that was my thing from 2014 through 2020, six years, I devoted myself to entertainment reporting. And so um, that was kind of what I was doing for a very long time. But I found that entertainment is very, very broad. That could mean a lot of things. Even if you say movies, there's different genres of movies. If you say music, there's different genres of music. And I was kind of covering everything. My original goal was to be working for E! News, Access Hollywood, those types of places, right? But then I started to feel like, again, I wasn't totally passionate about what I was doing. Now, keep in mind, I was doing that for six years. And there were things that I loved about the job. But then there was things that left me wanting more. I always had this feeling of I could do more. That was the feeling I always had. And so I remember that I had an interview for a job at TMZ. And I wanted, I was so excited because I'm like, oh my God, TMZ, it's this big company. I'm so excited. I could be one of their reporters. I could be one of their on-air personalities and that would be huge, right? So my assignment was my audition. They told me to talk about the Kardashians. And I remember kind of sitting there and going, oh my God, I kind of don't want to talk about the Kardashians. And this was during the time where 
everybody, all they wanted to talk about was the Kardashians. And if they weren't talking about the Kardashians, they were talking about other reality TV stars. And I'm like, I don't even like reality TV. And so I realized, oh my God, I'm not even passionate about everything that is in the entertainment realm. I want to talk about other things that I like. And I'd always been a wrestling fan, as you guys know, but I never thought that that could be a career option. And so slowly but surely, I started doing wrestling stuff. I started doing wrestling podcasts. I started getting wrestling interviews. And you guys know, especially if you were a follower of my channel for a long time, I was doing both. I was doing pop culture and I was also doing pro wrestling. And I decided to go the pro wrestling route and really, really hone in on it because it was what I found myself being incredibly passionate about besides Taylor Swift. Besides Taylor Swift pro wrestling is the thing that I am most passionate about. And so I found myself succeeding in this space, succeeding in what I was doing here. And so I kind of fell into wrestling media, not really expecting to actually, you know, have it become my full time career. And so yeah, that's kind of how um, I decided to get into wrestling media. All right, this next question is on Twitter, and it is from Jake Larson, who says, does your husband watch wrestling? If so, what wrestling opinions do you share? And what is your biggest wrestling disagreement? So my husband does watch pro wrestling with me. Um, so fun fact, he and I actually met on MySpace on a CM Punk fan page, <laughs> literally. Uh, so yes, he is a wrestling fan and we have very different tastes in pro wrestling. Like he's not really into, uh, you know, he doesn't really watch AEW or WWE. He watches more, uh, he watches more Japanese wrestling and he also watches more Lucha. That's more of his thing. We don't necessarily disagree on anything wrestling related. I mean, we kind of do. I'm lying. We do. We have a lot of different opinions. We really do. But it is not anything that's super serious where I'm like, oh, my God, I, I can't be with this person, right? Definitely not. Uh, we have fun with it. We just like different things. But we have a good time, and I love that I can, you know, bring him to the shows with me sporadically every now and then. So, yeah, uh, he is a fan, and we have a good time, and it's one of the things that basically brought us together, and that's essentially how we met each other was through pro wrestling. And I don't think – if he wasn't a wrestling fan and I wasn't a wrestling fan, I don't think we would be together. And I'm not saying that I would have to be with someone that was a wrestling fan, but it was just such a big part of how we got to know each other. And you got to have something in common with the person that you're with, right? And so this is definitely one of those things that we have in common. Next question. This one is from Jamie Smith over on Twitter who says, what is your favorite thing to do outside of podcasting and putting out content? So Jamie, that is a great question. Um, I've said this before, but I have a really hard time not working. And it's something that I have to keep telling myself that I have to take time for myself. And even people on Twitter and social media tell me this all the time. Take time for yourself. Take time for yourself, which is why I'm currently on vacation and you're watching this pre-recorded video. So I'm, I'm probably right now thinking of all the things I have to do when I get back home. But anyway, so when I'm not working, I try to relax by watching TV. I love to watch different TV shows, documentaries, movies, but I'm honest, I'm honestly more of a TV person. I used to be a movie person and I still watch like all of the new movies and stuff like that if, if they 
catch my interest. But for the most part, TV shows is what I like to spend my time with. I especially love to go back and watch old TV shows uh, for like the longest time. Oh my God, I was obsessed with like Frasier and Seinfeld. And right now I'm watching Step by Step. I don't even know what year Step by Step came out. And I think it was like the 80s. I don't even think I was born yet or whatever. I'm not even too sure. But I'm watching that right now. Uh, I went back and watched like The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I went back and watched Family Matter. So that's kind of what I like to do. I like to go back and watch shows that I never watched or maybe I just saw a couple of episodes of. That's something that I really enjoy doing. And then, you know, new shows too. I love new shows as well. And I'll pretty much watch anything that is on TV that is good. I don't like reality TV. You'll see me watching scripted content. And I pretty much have like every single streaming platform. So so I'll be on it. But the number one thing that I've been really interested in lately is documentaries. I will watch a documentary about anything because I really love to learn. Like that's the thing. I was always a good student in college and it was really because I just love to learn. I will talk to anybody. If they're an expert in something, I want to know what it is and what it's all about. And I want to have the information. And I think that's why I'm in journalism and why I'm in media is literally because I love to know things. I just want all the information that I can uh, to take in. So yeah. All right. Next question. Here we go. This one is also from Twitter. And this is from Taylor Cannon, who's also a member of the DWO, who says, what is your favorite part about your job? So Ooh, there's a lot of things. I would say number one, it's freedom because I have so much freedom, guys. I mean, I can pretty much do my job from wherever and whenever. Oh, my God. I sound like Orange Cassidy. <laughs> wherever, whenever. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so I can literally do it whenever I want. I'm on my own schedule. Obviously, with pro wrestling, when I'm podcasting, it, you know, there's an actual schedule to keep up with. But for example, if I want to create a video at 3 a.m., I can do my video at 3 a.m. If I want to do it at 2 p.m., I can do it at 2 p.m. You know, or if I want to do it at midnight, I can do that. I have that free of doing videos whenever I want and whatever kind of videos I want. And it's pretty much all whatever is like, it's my brainchild, right? Like every piece of content that I create is my brainchild. And so I would say number one, it's the freedom. And two, I would say that it is the traveling aspect of it, because that was always really important to me. I always wanted to travel for work. I never just wanted to be in one place, which kind of sucks, though, because I do work primarily from home. I never thought that I would be a person that would work from home. I always thought that I would be like in an office somewhere. But that is why I have my own office here in my house. So I guess you can say I'm still in an office, just not one with coworkers, though. So that's kind of weird. But I mean, I do get to travel a whole lot. And that's very important to me. Because again, I like I said, I love knowledge. And I love going to places and learning new things. So um, for sure that and then number three, my other favorite thing about my job is just being able to exercise this creative muscle. And I feel like I'm a pretty creative person. And maybe everyone thinks that they are but I don't know. <laughs> I, I would consider myself a creative person. And because of that, I want to I like knowing that it's up to me of what I put out there, right? 
if I'm putting out a video, it is my vision of that video. So basically everything that I do is my vision. And I think that's very important. And the way that I've branded myself and the way that I've essentially presented myself to all of you here has been an execution of my vision from everything from, you know, from the way I dress to the way that, uh, you know, the way that I act, the way that I uh, present myself to people, the way that I, um, the colors that I use, the way that I talk on social media, the things that I do, everything that I put out into the world is my vision of, you know, what I want out there and what I want to represent me. And so I think that's my favorite thing about my job as well. All right. Uh, thank you so much for that question, by the way. We got one here from Webby who says, who was the first pro wrestler you had a crush on? <laughs> a couple of people know this one, actually. Uh, the first wrestler that I ever had a crush on with Chris was Chris Jericho. And then it was CM Punk. I had a big crush on CM Punk, too. Um, who else did I have a crush on? I'm trying to think. Who else? Who else did I have a crush on? Those were like my two big ones back in the day. So I don't have any I don't have any current crushes anymore. Um, I don't got any like current ones, but I definitely had some past ones for sure. All right. Next question. This one's from Mike who says, if you ever had the chance to work for WWE or AEW, would you take it? And which company do you think you would be, would be the most fun to work with? So honestly, I get that question a lot because a lot of people always expect me, I think, to go that direction. Even other members in media always ask me that question. And that for a lot of you, you guys know that I, uh, you know, I was when I first started doing this, I was going for a job with WWE, like that was the goal for me. And that didn't end up happening. But I've always felt that it was sort of this having that not work out at that time, ended up being the catalyst for the growth of my YouTube channel the growth of just everything that I've done so far has been because I didn't go that direction. I feel that there are certain things that are meant for people and they're meant for them at either different times of their lives or just everybody has a different journey. And I think for me, what I've learned in my journey is that I really love control. <laughs> I love to control my future. I love to control what I do every day. And I love kind of being this like, I don't want to say boss, but yeah, boss, I guess. Um, I'm my own brand. And I love being able to do that. I don't know how I would feel about being exclusive to somebody else and having them dictate what I do and how I do it. Like, that's definitely not something I would be able to do. Because again, I said one of the things I love most about my job is the freedom that I have. And I want to stay free. And I still love doing like appearances. I would love to do more appearances with AEW and I'm sorry, with WWE. And, uh, you know, if the opportunity came up with AEW, because I love broadcasting and I love being on the camera. I love doing all of that stuff. And so I don't know that would be exclusive to anybody, but I would definitely take opportunities here and there. But I wouldn't want to be exclusive with anybody unless unless there was like a lot of money on the table. Then, of course, I can be bought. <laughs> um, so yeah, but no, it's really freedom and creativity and having control 
of what I do is very, very important to me. And I love it. I love having the freedom that I have. Next question. Here we go. This one is from uh, Diavolo Lucha. And this question is in Spanish. Okay, so basically... They're asking, because I have done appearances for NXT, and then I did the Ring of Honor appearance, and then I also did an appearance for AAA. And those were all on the talent side of things, not just media, on the talent side of things. And I will tell you that it is so cool. Like, all the companies are so different. But I would say that the number one thing about all of these companies is that everything is very go, 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 go. And I like that, especially with WWE, they were the most go, 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 um, but in a good way, right? So when I did the NXT appearances, it was very clear, like, this is what you're doing. And um, this is how, how we're going to do it. And you're just going to go out there and you're just going to have fun. And I loved it. I love that they didn't tell me like what to do, what to say, nothing like that. I love that. I do not work well scripted, guys. I cannot do scripted. That's one of the things that I've realized that I do not like. I cannot be scripted. It just kind of like my personality goes out the door. <laughs> I start thinking all my words through. I just hate it. I work best on the fly with lots of pressure. I love the pressure, guys. Like if you tell me right now, um, you got to... I don't know. I love the pressure. I work very, very well under pressure and I work well on the spot. I don't like to be scripted. And so I really enjoyed those experiences when I got to do those appearances for WWE with AAA. It was different because they scripted me and not for the interviews, but they scripted me for other things that I had to do. And I found myself really struggling with that. And uh, but it was still very fun. And I mean, it was in, I was in Mexico and Mexico's great. I love it. I can't wait to go back, by the way. And with Ring of Honor. So I was scripted for that, too. And. I didn't love being scripted, guys. I really did not. But I, it's part of the job, especially if you're a backstage interviewer, you're clearly scripted. So it was cool just to have that opportunity and to be coached and mentored and have that opportunity. But yeah, I'm definitely more of an on-the-fly type of person. And on to our next question. This one is from Bobby C, who says, if you had a role in one of the wrestling companies, would it be backstage interviewers, ring announcer, uh, in the booth, some other off-screen role? Side question, weren't you close to having a role in Ring of Honor before they closed down? Okay, so to answer Bobby C's first question, I love doing more like pre-show stuff. I love being... Uh, like I said, like what I did with NXT where I was more of an analyst and talking about what you were going to be seeing that night, what we had been seeing in the past couple of weeks, because that's what I do on these podcasts. I come out and I talk about pro wrestling. That to me is the easiest thing in the world. And so I wouldn't necessarily want to be a backstage interviewer and I definitely would not give up my YouTube channel to just be a backstage interviewer. There's no way, guys. There's no way. Again, I don't like being scripted, uh, so I wouldn't want that. And I wouldn't be creatively fulfilled. I need to be creatively fulfilled all the damn time. And so I feel like doing these things basically kind of showed me what I really like, what I don't really like. And so I don't really like doing backstage interviews. Um. Ring announcer, I've done a lot of ring announced work. You guys know this. I was, you know, a regular on GCW for all of their LA shows and pretty much any of their shows. And I love ring announcing, but it's more of the MC portion that I like than the actual ring announcing portion. So I love to like 
hype up the crowd and tell people like, oh my God, this is what we're doing. This is what's happening. The ring announcing portion where I just announced the wrestlers and where they're coming from, I get very, very anxious during that because I'm like, oh my God, don't mess up. There's a lot of things that go through it. And it's very fun. It's a very fun, very high energy kind of job. And I do enjoy it a whole lot. But after doing it a while, and especially when you start kind of naming the same people over and over again, it starts to kind of maybe, you know, maybe not be as satisfying, right? Uh, so I think like ring announcing is very cool, but you do kind of get a little tired, or at least I did. I got a little tired afterwards um, just from, you know, doing the ring announcing aspect of things. So um, that's why I'm t it's it used to be one of the things that I was like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. Now, not so much. I'm like, ah, if it happens, it happens. If there's an opportunity, I'll take it, but I'm not necessarily seeking it out, um, you know, as as I was before. It's like I got the experience. It was cool. And again, I would mainly just do it, but just for GCW and really just in LA or any of the shows that I could make because I love GCW and I think GCW is so freaking awesome and their crowds are freaking awesome. So I would really love to just do it sporadically, um, but definitely not full time. It's not my thing. And then uh, the other question was uh, close to having a role in Ring of Honor before they closed down. Um, Yeah, you know, actually before Ring of Honor closed down, I think this was before the change of management. Uh, I was going to take a role with Ring of Honor before Tony Khan took over. So before Tony Khan took over, um, they were basically having conversations with me. Not Tony Khan, by the way. It was the original regime. And they were, um, how do I explain this? I don't know. Is The talks were so preliminary so preliminary that it wasn't like I had literally just started having these conversations and then like, you know, things changed, right? The company ended up being sold. And so things changed. And um, so, yeah, I think it was super preliminary though. So there was really nothing to be like, oh yeah, I was about to do this. Next question here. This one is from a uh, feminine fit friendly 1115 who says, Denise, fun question for you. Cheesecake or pie? Oh my God. All right. So I love cheesecake. Are you kidding me? Cheesecake to me is life, guys. Um, in particular, I like cream cheese pie. Wait. Hold on. Is cream cheese pie the same thing as cheesecake or is that different? Oh, now the question got confusing. I don't know, but I know that I love cream cheese pie. But isn't that cheesecake or is that different from cheesecake? Or it's kind of the same. Ooh, Chad, help me out with this one. I don't know. The answer to this question is cream cheese pie. That's it. That's all I'm going to give. But if it's cheesecake or pie, it's definitely cheesecake unless it's cream cheese pie. All right, this got very complicated. I'm moving on. <laughs> we got another question from Alex Aguilera7194 who says, red salsa or green salsa? My friend, red salsa all the way. Although I'm not afraid to to, to get in there on that green salsa. The green salsa tends to always be a little spicier, which I like, but I just like the flavoring of red salsa. Like I love red salsa on my chilaquiles, on my enchiladas, on my tamales, on my tortilla chips. Um, yeah, so I'm going to definitely vote for the red salsa. We got one here from the BC313 who says, all-time favorite Taylor Swift song and theirs is Superstar. My all-time favorite Taylor Swift song so it was my all-time favorite originally Originally, was our song. Our song was originally my favorite Taylor Swift song. And then it changed to Enchanted. And then it changed to All Too Well. And then it changed to Daylight. 
And it was daylight for the longest time. But then she came out with all too well, the 10 minute version. And so now it's all too well, the 10 minute version. And that's where I'm at right now. The all too well, 10 minute version. I just, it's the best song ever. I'm sorry. It's just amazing. Uh, So yeah, that's my answer right now. All right, here we go. Next question. This one is from uh, Andy Q524, who says, when did you become a wrestling fan? So this one here, when did I become a wrestling fan? So my mom told me that I started watching wrestling when I was like eight. I don't really remember too well. I remember being like 10 and maybe like nine, 10. So I always say nine, 10 years old, because that's kind of when I remember being a fan. But according to my mom, she was like, no, you were younger. You were younger. And I'm like, I don't know, mom. Uh, So I'm going to go with my answer. And my answer is like nine, 10 years old, because that's when I really, really remember like buying or not buying myself, but like my uncle would buy me, you know, the DVDs, the VHSs, the CDs, because I always love listening to theme songs and things like that. And um, so I got into wrestling. A lot of you guys know this one already. My uncle was a big fan. He he got a job for the first time and he needed someone to record the shows. I recorded the shows for him. And that's how I started watching pro wrestling. And I stuck to it, man. I stuck to it. He would, he had, he had nobody else to record these dang shows for him. So I would pop in every single Monday to record raw for him. And so I would, when I first started, I would leave the room. I was like, ah, press record, leave the room. I don't don't know what the hell he's talking about. I don't know what wrestling is. I'm just going to leave. And then one day I had nothing else better to do. So I'm like, ah, I'm just going to chill here. I'll just chill. And then I don't know what happened. Then I kept watching all the shows. And then before I knew it, my uncle one day was like, oh, I'm going to go to a wrestling show. And me and my mom would drop him off. And I remember like being in the window, watching my uncle get out from his car to go to these shows. And I was always curious about it. And then one day he was telling me like, oh, I'm going to go to a wrestling show. And I finally got up the nerve to ask if I could go to. And he was like, sure, ask your mom. So I go to my mom and I'm like, mom, can I go? And she was like, yeah, sure. Little did she know, after that, I was hooked. I mean, I was already interested in the storylines and then, you know, but going to the actual shows and then he kept taking me, he kept taking me to all of the shows. And before you know it, I was hooked. I was a wrestling fan. Don't even know how it happened. I feel like someone literally just like, plugged my wrestling fandom into a wall and I was on like that was it guys like that's the best way I can describe it it was the best way and I remember when I was little too my mom she would get so mad because raw for us would finish like at 11 something I'm out here in the west coast so it finished sometimes like around 11 10 11 11 that's when raw would finish around that time. And my mom would be super pissed because I had to go to school the next day. And so she would come in like around 940 and keep in mind, like raw was only on. So it would be from nine to 11. Right. And then the overrun. So she would come in at like 940. Like the show really just started going. Right. And she'd be like, Denise, it's time to go to sleep. And so she would come in time after like every like 10 minutes it's time to go to sleep time to go to sleep and I'd be like mom later on later on later on right push it as much as I possibly could and then finally once it was like 10 30 oh she was like that is it Denise she would get really angry that said Denise you're gonna come to bed right now <laughs> and I would be like damn I gotta go to bed but then I would go to bed and I would lay there for like four minutes 
And then I would basically sneak out once I thought my mom was asleep already. And I would go back and watch wrestling. And then my mom would come back and be like, God damn it, Denise. I said, blah, 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 whatever. She would scold me. And so finally I would have no choice but to go to sleep. So there was times where I didn't watch like the last couple of minutes of raw because I wasn't able to, I wasn't allowed. <laughs> I had to go to sleep. And there was times where I also like fake sick just so that I wouldn't have to go somewhere. We had to go somewhere at night. Uh, just so that I could stay home and watch the show. So, yeah. All right, next question. This one is from E93Sports80 from YouTube, who says, did you play any sports in high school and college? Yes, believe it or not, I was a sporty gal. Oh, that sounds super lame. Sporty gal, lame. All right, anyways, I was really into sports as a kid. I actually played a bunch. I was... um. Now, keep in mind, there was I played a bunch, but I wasn't good at everything like at all. I was only good at one sport. Let me tell you, I'll name the sports that I was in and I'll tell you which ones I was good at and which I was just not like good at all. I was part of the track team. I was in softball. I was in kickball, in basketball for a day. And then I tried out for the volleyball team. I did not make the volleyball team because I sucked basketball I sucked so I got bored like within the first day so I was only on the team for like one day I don't even know if I was on the team actually I think I was just there I don't even remember what happened whatever so that does not count the ones I really count are kickball softball and track but the one the one that I thrived in like I actually won ribbons and shit I won ribbons I haven't won any ribbons after this was track guys I was always a really fast runner I was always super fast I mean maybe like not against the best but against my peers and everybody else in the track team I was fast and I was always the person that um when we did the baton I was always the one that went first because I was just always really fast like right in the beginning so that was my position in the baton thing. Um, but yeah, I won a couple of ribbons for that, like first place, a couple of second places. And it was funny because in like Mexican culture, though, like anytime you come home and you brag about something, it's like never a big deal. So I remember bringing my ribbons from my track home and telling my grandpa and my grandpa would be like, damn, how bad are all the other kids? <laughs> and I think about it. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. Now that I think about it, that I'm older, how bad were all the other kids that I was one of the best on the track team? Like, come on now. Um, and then in high school, high school is when I started becoming more myself. I think that I primarily did sports in elementary because my mom pushed me to do sports but I don't think that's who I really was at heart. At heart, I was a, an arts person. So once I got into high school, I started to be on the dance team. And that, that my friends, was my bread and butter. I love being on the dance team. It was the first time in my life that I auditioned for something and did well so well that I didn't even get the part that I auditioned for. I ended up getting a better part because of, you know, how good of a dancer I was. And I hate to brag, you know, but I was really good at dancing, though. I haven't danced anymore. Um, I'm just, you know, grow up. There's too many other stuff. Life happens. But uh, dance was definitely something that was a big, big part of who I was for so many years, for so many years. And so being on the dance team all four years, uh, I think I did, yeah, I did four, three years and a half, I think, um, in high school 
was just my thing. And then I was also part of theater, uh, of course. And I won an award too in my theater class. I won Best Actress that year. Uh, and so it's funny because I feel like once I started doing things that I cared about, that I liked, was when I started to find myself thriving. And so I was really proud of what I got to do. I got to do plays. I got to do performances. And, you know, my mom would come and she'd see me dance. She'd see me act. And so that was always like something that I really enjoyed. I was on a swim team for a while in high school, but unfortunately, I like started drowning one time. <laughs> This one time I started drowning, <laughs> like real talk, guys, I started drowning. I could not handle all of the laps that they had us do. It was too freaking hard, guys. And I was only on the swim team because my mom was on the swim team in high school and she was like, you should be on the swim team. And so <laughs> I'm going to have a talk with my mom after this podcast. I'm going to be like, mom, why did I try all these things you wanted me to do that I didn't even want to do? Uh, she wanted me on the swim team. I wanted to be in choir and I never got to do the choir, but I definitely got to do the swim team. So, yeah. And then I also did uh, journalism. Believe it or not, I went one day and never went back. I never went back. I didn't like it. Or it's not that I didn't like it, but the class started at like 6 a.m. That wasn't going to happen. I wasn't going to go into journalism at 6 a.m. The crazy. Um, yeah. So those were really the only sports that I got to actually do. And then in college, I was and voice and movement. That's not really a sport, but I moved. Oh, and then I was in running again in track. So yeah, I did that too in college. All right, next question. Um, this one's from Connor, Connor Delaney, 5863, who says, who is the best wrestler in your opinion when it comes to AW media scrums? Ooh, so someone who's good at doing media scrums, there's three people that come to mind. Hmm. Brian Danielson's the very best one because he gives just great brilliant answers and he's so personable two is mjf because he just comes in and he just feels like a big deal and then three is cm punk uh all of the ones that he did before all out guys were really tremendous go back and watch them they were great uh so yeah that's what i would definitely also say cm punk this one is from multi-class geek who says will you come back to london for all in 2024 you could do a meet and greet of your very own um so i haven't decided if i'm going back to london 2024 guys um it really just depends on what aw offers for media incentives the media incentives are really good then possibly but it's just it's too much and so i might sift this one out for next year but i don't know i always say that i always say oh yeah i'm done i'm not going to go to the next one and then i always go so I don't know. We'll see. Uh, next one says, um, this one's from N Foster 1916 from YouTube, who says, if you were to interview yourself from 10 years ago, what would be the first question you would ask or advice you would tell yourself? Tell yourself. Oh, that's good. 10 years ago, I was 21. And I was feeling like hot shit back then. 21, I was feeling so freaking good. Because I feel like when you're 20, 21, when you're 19, 20, 21, 22, you really just feel like the world is in front of you. Like the world is your oyster and you can do anything. You're fabulous. You're in your early 20s. Everything's fabulous. You're you're perfect, right? Um, and I think that I would enjoy, here's the thing, like, I think that I was already putting too much stress on myself from that age. And I think I would have just relaxed a little bit more. 
I think that would have been good. But I think the advice I would give myself to 20-year-old Denise would be start a goddamn YouTube channel, girl. What are you waiting for? Um, the best advice that I can give to anybody ever is, and this goes for anybody's dream, is just start doing it. Like no matter what your dream is, just start doing it. Now, I know this sounds more complicated, right? Because if you want to be a doctor and your dream is to be a doctor, you can't just like start being a doctor, but you could do a lot of things that <laughs> I was going to say, you just can't like start like being a doctor to people, but you can start doing things right that would lead you to becoming a better doctor by the time you have to do all the things you have to do to become a doctor, right? So really, I would just say like, do whatever it is that you want to do and start now. Do not wait for somebody to give you an opportunity. Do not wait for it because it's never gonna come. Uh, if you don't come from anything, if you're not like a Nepo baby or whatever, it's not gonna come to you. You gotta work for it, man. Like you really do have to work for it. And so I feel like you just have to start doing it. Whatever it is that you wanna do, you gotta find some way to like exercise that muscle, man exercise that muscle. Um, <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. What question am I answering? I'm, I confused myself. Okay. And Foster's question. Uh, and yeah, so that would be the advice that I would give myself. I don't know if I would ask myself a question. No, I don't think I would go back and ask myself a question, but I would go back and give myself all the answers though. That I definitely would do. I would love to go back and give myself some advice. And the advice that I would give myself is exercise, stay calm, by like stay calm and being more like be yourself, be cool, be chill. You don't have to like freak out about everything. And then the third thing was really just, um, what was it? Oh yeah, start the YouTube channel. That's the main thing. That's the main, main thing. Also, I was still in college at this time. So I just didn't know what was out there and I didn't know what options there were. Yeah, look around too. Honestly, just look around. I would do a lot more looking around in terms of, finding out what's really out there so that I can know what my options are. I feel like, and I was talking about this, but I feel like when you are in school, they don't, at least in my school, like we never had career day. And I see that on TV all the time. Like people have career day. When I was in school, I didn't even know what careers were out there. Like besides being a teacher, a doctor and a lawyer and a pop star, I did not know what else was out there. And so I feel like that was just something that I wish that I would have known more about. Next question. This one is from TBLJ9RT, who says, what are your next big milestones that you want to achieve in your career? Oh, I have so many. Um, with YouTube alone, I would really like YouTube to become my full-time job where, uh, you know, it pretty much is already my full-time job, but like standalone, right? Like I would love it to be like my sole income, right? Um, I still got to work a bunch of other places to do that. But I would really like for that to happen at some point. And the I would really like to become a millionaire someday. You know, I know everybody wants to become a millionaire. I want to be a millionaire. You know, I want to become a millionaire. And I feel like I got to manifest that. I got to put it out there. Um, crazy goals. I want to reach 1 million subscribers. God, I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but whatever. I want to become a millionaire. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but I'm still going to put it out there. Um those are really like the milestones that I would really love to do. I don't know if they're next, but hopefully, certainly, maybe in the next 10 years. I don't know. I feel like 10 years is, is enough time for that to happen. I'm going to come back in 10 years and see how I feel at myself saying this and how dumb I'm going to look. 
oh, I'm going to be so depressive in 10 years. I'm not a millionaire. Damn it. Oh, man. Why did I say that? Now I regret it. If I'm not a millionaire in 10 years and I come back to this video, I'm going to be so upset at myself. <laughs> I'll be so upset. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it right now. I don't know if I have like anything else that I want to add to that. Next question. This one is from ZX Dust Games, who says, where do you think you'll be if you didn't take that one step on where you are now in the wrestling world? What career do you think you would have chosen if being in the wrestling sports entertainment industry wasn't an option? So I mentioned earlier that I was going to do uh, anchoring broadcasting. Um, okay, if that wasn't an option. Uh, the original thing that I had actually signed up to go to school for was theater. I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be the next Nicole Kidman. That was always my dream. I just did not have Nicole Kidman's talent. And, but I wanted to be on TV. I wanted to do movies. I wanted to be on Broadway. Uh, God, that was the dream. That was the dream. I wanted to be on Broadway. And honestly, I don't know why I didn't pursue that more. Like now I'm sitting here and I feel like I maybe gave up too fast. Because I was doing all of the things. I was, you know, doing the dancing. I was taking the acting classes. I was singing really shitty. But you know what? They can put me in the background. I'll lower my voice. But I feel like I could have probably done more with that. I could have definitely probably done more with that. I think had I really pursued dance as a real viable option, I, I really think that I could have um, probably pursued musical theater. But I just, again... I didn't really know what I was doing with my life. I was just going with the flow. But I think that's probably something that I would be doing. And if it wasn't anything music, if I wasn't, um, if I wasn't an actress or on Broadway or doing this, I'd be some sort of business owner. I just don't know what business. <laughs> that's really depressing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what else I would be doing. I can't even think of anything. Um, maybe a writer. I would write a bunch of romance novels and like really dirty romance novels. Oh, yeah, that I would do. That's probably what I would be doing. I would be writing the most like steamiest romance novels for all of the gals out there and whoever likes to consume those types of books. That's probably what I would be doing. Who knows? All right, next one. This one is from Tony Farinella, who says, what has been your personal favorite interview and why? Uh, my favorite interview was the one that I did with Kurt Angle. I love that interview. I think it's great. I think Kurt Angle's great. I think all of it was great. Uh, so, so that's my my favorite interview. Um, this one's from Walker Art eighty thirty five. It says, "Do you miss working with Luke Owen, Dad from Wrestle Talk? I miss your Friday shows with him. Always full of energy and chaotic, but in a fun, entertaining way. Oh, they were the best. They were the best. I love doing those shows. Uh, I always had a really good time doing those. Um, yeah, of course, I miss doing those. I miss doing shows with Luke. Period. We got to do a show in uh, London." And I think that's coming out at some point. I don't know when they have their schedule that have, they have that schedule to go out, but that'll be coming out soon. Um, this one's from GatorFan968, who says, What advice would you give someone just starting out as a pro wrestling journalist? Create your own content. That is it. Number one. Next one, Jordan Booth, 4470, who says, inspired by my best friend getting married soon. What do you think is the best wrestling wedding of all time? The one where Stephanie was going to marry Tess, but then she finds out that she's married to Triple H instead. That one. I really enjoyed that one. Next question. This one is from Yatik Sahu 29 on YouTube, who says, what's your favorite aspect of being in wrestling media, interviews or podcast or hosting? 
1,000 million percent, the answer is podcasting. I love podcasting. Podcasting is my passion. It's the thing I love the most um, because I love nothing more than um, talking, giving my opinion and making stupid jokes and just interacting with people. That is my favorite thing in the whole wide world. Podcasting numero uno. Next up, this one is from Irish Insight 6625, who says the Olympics are coming to Los Angeles in 2028. Do yourself do you see yourself being in a position by then to be able to land some big media jobs for those games? I realize I'm basically asking, where do you see yourself in five years, which I know is a really generic question. But with LA in 2028 happening around that time and given your love for the city, it was something I was wondering if you think you could do. Ooh, Irish Insight 6625. This is a phenomenal question um, because that's always been one of like my bucket list dreams. I have a couple bucket list dreams and one of them would be to work uh, covering the Olympics. I don't know what sport, <laughs> um, so maybe that's not a good answer, but um, I would really love to just do that. Like, even if I'm there just talking to the people, oh man, I'm going to definitely try to do something like that when the Olympics come around. I would freaking love to have the opportunity. I would definitely love to dabble in that a whole lot more. Um, and that's all that has been a bucket list dream of mine too, is to someday be at the Olympics. And the other one is I would love... And I don't even know if this is possible, but I would love to one day ring in the new year on TV. Uh, you guys, a bunch of channels, they do this. They go to New York. They're there with all of the people with the big shiny mirror ball up at the top. And I would have always wanted to be the host on that show any year. I don't care what year where I'm like, okay, guys, it's time. We're going to ring in the new year. I wouldn't do it like that, but you get me. Um, that has been a bucket list dream of mine for sure. Um, but in terms of where I see myself in five years, in five years, I'll be 36. Um, I really want to be at a place where I am financially stable. And by financially stable, I mean like I got a really great yearly income. I got savings. God, savings are important. Uh, I would really love to be at a point where I have my own house in California, which is a real big task. Uh, it's asking a whole lot. I don't know how I'm going to have a house and savings, but we'll figure it out. And I would really like to be more uh, doing more TV stuff as well, not just digital. I would really love to be doing more television work and I would really love to be at a in a situation where I have my own show on television. God, that's probably sounds like super like reaching, but Hey man, we all have dreams, right? Some of them feel and sound impossible, but you might as well put them out there. So ideally that's what I would like to see at 36, but man, I don't know for sure. I can dream though. And maybe I'll be a millionaire by then. I doubt it. I don't know. All right. Next question. Tropical Zombie says, do you have any big career goals in entertainment outside of journalism, like acting or directing or something like that? Also, do you want to work with, also, who do you want to work with outside of the wrestling world? I'm a big fan of your work too. Thank you so much, Tropical Zombies. So um, I would love to be in a producer's role where I produce shows. I, you know, produce my own work here on YouTube. So I feel like that's definitely a muscle that I'm already flexing. So if I were to do it for somebody else, I think that would be kind of cool to be a producer because I do firmly believe that there needs to be more women behind the scenes, not just on camera, you know, looking pretty. No, I want to also do something like that. Uh, so producing would be something that I would be interested in. 
I think that's kind of it that I can think of. And outside of wrestling, someone that I would like to work with, I don't really have anybody in mind. It's more so of like, I just want to do cool things. You know, I just want to have cool experiences in life and just, you know, enjoy myself and have a good time and have experiences that I never thought that I would have. Good ones, good experiences that I thought I would never have. And last question, here we go. This one is from Matthew Cook, 7630, who says, in all your wrestling travels, is there a city or areas that you've been surprised was such a great wrestling crowd? Ooh, I don't know if I was surprised, but who was like the best wrestling crowd? I enjoyed the Mexico audience, like being there. That was really electric. Uh, there was some really great ones too. I actually really enjoyed the Las Vegas crowd for SummerSlam that one year. That crowd was really, really good too. I also enjoyed, there's been a lot of AEW ones that I had a good time at. And I'm trying to remember like the cities that I was in. So I'm kind of blanking right now on those. But I always really, oh, I did like the London crowd too. The London crowd is really, really cool. And I love indie crowds. I think indie crowds always have a unique magic to them. And they've always been really, really good. Uh, I love the LA GCW crowd. That crowd's great as well. And it feels very electric when you're there. I also liked the uh, Dallas, Texas crowd in GCW. They were great too. That was a lot of fun. Um, And I'm trying to think if there's anybody else right now, any other crowds that I can think of that I've really enjoyed. No, I'm kind of blanking on those right now, but it'll probably hit me later on. Um, all right, so there you guys go. That was my Q&A video. If you guys like this Q&A video, then I'll probably do a couple more sporadically. And uh, yeah, let me know in the comments if there is any question that you might have that you would like me to answer in the future. Or also just if you wanna see another Q&A video, let me know in the comments because I feel like I'm not really sure if this is something that people would be interested in. So I'm kind of trying to gauge your interest in whether or not a Q&A video is cool or not. And if you're listening on the podcast version, uh, tweet me, Instagram me, Facebook me. You guys know where to find me on social media. And again, let me know if this is something that I should maybe do like on a monthly basis or like every other month or whatever. Uh, hit me up. Let me know. All right, everyone, thank you guys so much for watching. And I really hope you guys have been enjoying the content that I've been putting out. There's been a huge variety of content coming to the channel. I want to thank you guys so much for even just being here and supporting this channel a whole lot. Uh, thank you guys. And I will catch you on the next one.